Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com The Toronto Raptors come out of the All-Star parade just like they did the trade deadline having to push the reset button And now, they face a new target. In the New Orleans Pelicans. How did the game go down? Did they win? Did they lose? We'll find out all those answers right here, right now, on Raptors. Game recap on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Let's get the show underway. Welcome in to the Raptors game recap on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Penguins fans, fantastic evening against the Edmonton Oilers. Unfortunately, you lost and the Oilers took the series this season. Be sure to check out Penguins post-game on the Sports for Beginners podcast as we've now hit the basketball court and are ready to bring you 
a new type of content that will happen 24 hours after the game has gone final. It's called Raptors Game Recap. Now, on this show, most of what happens on Raptors Post Recap will be happening on this show. So, without any further ado, let is, let's get the show underway. We have our director, who is behind the glass. He's also the host of Penguins Post Game, Scott McGregor. And he's going to give us, as those of us who are visually impaired or part of the audio, those he's going to give us the uh, game summary. Let's give him the time to jump right in. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, and we are recording the show live from Mississauga, Ontario. And yeah, we've got a we've got a lot we've got a lot to we got a lot to bring to you right now. We got a lot to bring. So if I could get the game summary being put up here, we'll talk about the game summary. But first, let's bring in our director who's going to be behind us through this entire show. And ask him just what was his thoughts on the Raptors game between the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans. Hello everybody. I am your man behind the bench behind but behind the glass today, directing this post recap or game recap hello raptors fans hello penguins fans who are joining me in studio when i recorded last night the first of two shows that are going to be airing today the penguins and the oilers mcdavid versus crosby now thomas's recap on Pelicans and Raptors. This is the first game the Raptors will play out of the All Star break. I thought I thought this game was really good. I thought this game good game by the Raptors, but I think it kind of fell apart a little bit. As the game progressed, because there were moments in this game where you almost thought Leeds was going to do exactly what the teams who the Raptors have recently played the All Star break. You a certain feeling that the Raptors were going to maybe, like, 
maybe the game was going to fall apart at the end at the end of at the end of the, at the end of the game now i'm going to throw it back over to our host of Raptors game recap thomas mcgregor as we continue on Raptor Game Recap. Thomas, back over to you. All right. Welcome. I am also everyone. I am also I am also bringing up the store stuff as we All right. Thank you, Scott, for doing so. Now, Raptors fans, Pelicans fans, this was a game in the All-Star game where uh, maybe there's a difference. Maybe there is a change in the momentum with the team. Of course, Nothing can be said from guys who watched the game but did but weren't actually at the game. Now, hold on. Now, you're saying, Thomas, that nothing can be said for the people that weren't at the game. Well, okay, maybe I'm coming out a little strong there. Uh, the final score was Raptors 115 to 110. New Orleans Pelicans. And this was the first game back from the All-Star break. As now the NBA 2022-23 season pushes further to the NBA 2022-23 season playoff. How will both teams push to become playoff contenders? Even if they are already contenders? All will be explained in the following games leading up to the NBA playoffs. Not a good start for the Pelicans as they lose to the Raptors, which is what we're recapping. Last night, as they fall, 1-10. 110 to 115. But hey, you had some great performers.
We don't have our director giving us the game summary just yet, so I'm just going to pull up a game summary myself here. Let's see if we can pull it up here. The final score, as mentioned, is Raptors 115, Pelicans 110. In favor of the Raptors, who get the victory. What did anyone have to say about the game? We'll find out a little later on in the show. Coming up in this point of our show, we will do game balls but not before we do our game summary, which is what we're doing right now. So, who? I wonder who? Finished with the highest scoring points as part of our game summary. Let's find us out, shall we? All right, we're in to the sportsnet.ca. That's where we're getting the information. And we are getting the Raptors and Pelicans game summary. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans on the field goal range finished the night with an average of 46.4% from field goal range. The Raptors, on the other hand, finished the game with 46.7%. In field goal range. Three pointer range. The Raptors were 29%. And the New Orleans Pelicans were 43.3% from three pointers. Your free throws on the New Orleans Pelicans, 76.0% and 80.0% for the 
for the Raptors in free throws. I wonder who made these free throws. Moving on, though, because I'm sure we'll get a notification on those ends via the game balls. We have in the turnover point 11 turnovers by the Raptors and 13 turnovers by the New Orleans Pelicans. They finish off the night with 43 rebounds. Meanwhile, the Raptors finish off the night with 48 rebounds and 17 assists, leaving New Orleans with 23 assists on the night. Let's take a look at who was scratched as we look at more on this game summary. Obviously, the venue, Coach Bank Arena, and of course, Toronto, Ontario is where the game was played. Scratch this game on the New Orleans Pelicans side. We have Jackson Hayes. Kyrie Lewis Jr., Garrett Temple, and Gilmoro Haranagamos. Hope I'm saying that name right, as well as the other name that I may have gotten wrong. Inactive on that game. Between the Raptors, they had Dyson Daniels, EJ Liddell, Daron Ebron, and Zion Williamson. For the Raptors, we had not playing Malachi Flynn, Christian Coloco, Freddie Van Fleet, Thaddeus Young, Joe Weiskamp. And Jalancho Haranagamund 
I think those two are brothers. But anywho, inactive for the Raptors last night, as we're talking about Thursday's game, was Delano Banton. Ron Harper Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. Those were your inactives and your did not play. All right, so the venue was Scorchbank. Venue was Scorchbank, right? How many people attended that game? Let's find out. Because it's not like nobody attended that game. There were fans in the stands. If we don't have it on what I have shared, let's find out. The, uh, the score, and this game was brought to a fan base of over 19,800. That is 19,800 people in attendance. All right, let's take a br- let's take a breather. And wrap up the opening segment with our game balls of the game, which I'll give my director behind the glass a chance to share the screen of who he's got for that particular point. Hopefully we got a chance to see who he's going to bring us out with. For the game balls. We may even get his opinion on who's the game balls of the game are. Also, we may have some post game reactions from the Toronto Raptors and possibly the New Orleans Pelicans. As followed by the look ahead. of each team's next games. Need more Raptors before the next game? Check out Locked On Raptors, a part of the daily podcast feed on the Locked On Podcast Network. where it's your team every day. And feel free to also check out the Will Lou Show on Sportsnet 590 Defend every day after Raptors game day or game night with Raptors reaction and much, much more. 
All right. Time to take a little bit of a breather. And when we get back, we close out the opening segment, move into our middle segment of the show with the game ball of the game. This is Raptors postgame. Edition Raptors recap on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website at wordpress.com. Check out the Facebook pages. And of course, send an email to us at Sports for Beginners podcast 8231 at gmail.com. Once again, that is Sports for Beginners podcast 8231 at gmail.com. All right. We're back with you in just a few minutes. Hey, hockey fans, with the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is a podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, makes on the ice and behind the benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's first enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast. And join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the Ice and Behind the Benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan are ready to join me on this journey as well that's on the ice and behind the benches with your host Thomas McGregor myself every Tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms including Spotify and if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform should there be any delays 
to its launch. That's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join to have you join me on this journey. So don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. Welcome back into the Raptors game recap post game show edition of Raptors game recap or Raptors post recap. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, here with you on Raptors game recap literally 24 hours after. Last night's competition between the Toronto Raptors and the New Orleans Pelicans. And it's now time for the game balls of the game. So if I kindly ask our director to put out some game ball shared screen i did give i'll give him a chance i give him a chance to uh, share the screen our next game is a, is the detroit pistons against the against it the raptors and then of course for the pelicans it's the new york knicks which is actually tomorrow the detroit pistons are at 12 p.m. in Detroit. And that is also tomorrow. Those are our next games. All right. So it's time for game balls. And this is where we will jump right in to close out our opening segment. So, game balls. I'll give you three from each team. And we're going to start with the New Orleans Pelicans. As I'm going to give my first couple of game balls to I believe his name is Brendan Ingram.
that would be correct, Thomas. Uh, I'm going to start there and give him some game balls. And I'm going to give him 36. I'm going to give him a game ball because of his points that he racked up. Seven rebounds, three assists, 12 of 27 in field goal range. Seven of eight in free throws. Seven defensive rebounds, two personal fouls, six turnovers. And of course, those all add up to 36 points. And of course, 36 minutes. He played 36 minutes. Good job on you, Brendan Ingram. Good job on you. All right. Next, I'm going to go to Jonas Valanciunas. Number 17 on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Who played 29 minutes. He got 12 points. Within those 12, he scored 12 rebounds, two assists was four of eight in field goal range. Four of six in free throw range. Two offensive rebounds, 10 defensive rebounds, four personal fouls and two turnovers. He turned the ball over twice. And the last one we're going with is Murphy, number 25, Murphy. From the New Orleans Pelicans. Trey Murphy, the third. We're going with him. 23 minutes, nine points, two rebounds, a steal, three of eight in field goal range, one of five in three-pointers, two for two in free throws, one offensive rebound, one defensive rebound, two personal fouls, and one turnover. Oof, boy. Those are your game balls of the game for the New Orleans Pelicans. And now, let's go to the Toronto Raptors. Game balls of the game. And we will close it up there with the opening segment. Let's start out with Pascal Siakam, or better known as Spicy P. By CP. 38 minutes, 26 points, four rebounds, five assists, 21 of nine in field goal range, seven of eight in 
free throw range. Now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on there, hold on there. Back up to Pesco, director. Back up to Pesco. Oh, my bad. Sorry, I went all the way by. I went all the way through Pascal. Sorry about that. All right, where was I? Oh, yes. One of five from three-pointers. Seven of eight free, free throws. One offensive rebound, three defensive rebound, two personal fouls, and one turnover. Our next person up for grab is Scotty Barnes, who absolutely looked pretty good in 41 with 41 minutes play. 18 points, five rebounds, three assists, three steals, one block, six of 13 in field goals, two of four in three pointers. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Where was I? Three pointers. Two of four three pointers. Four for four in for throws. Five defensive rebounds, two, three personal fouls, and three turnovers. And the last man, as we get close to the opening segment finish, it's Chris Boucher. 23 minutes played, 9.8 rebounds, one assist, one block, four of eight in field goal range, one for three in three-pointers, two offensive rebounds, six defensive rebounds. All right. Those are your game balls. Pascal, Gotti, and I do believe, Scott, who was the last guy I said for Raptors? So just to recap, it just to recap, it was Scotty Barnes, Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, and of course Boucher. All right, all right. So we're gonna take a break. And take us into our middle segment. We'll see you in a few in sixty seconds. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa. 
where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. Looking for sports content on the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Bills, and the Argos, as well as the Blue Jays and the Raptors during the NBA basketball season, the NFL, CFL football season, the blue, the baseball season in MLB, and the hockey season in the NHL, then you've come to the right place. Check out Sports for Beginners, the podcast with me, Scott McGregor, where we talk about everything and anything in the world of sports media and around the teams, the Pittsburgh Penguins during hockey season, the Buffalo Bills and Toronto Argonauts during football season, the Toronto Blue Jays during baseball season, and the Raptors of Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, during basketball season. We've got you covered every week, but if you've got any questions or feedback, please send us an email at sportsforbeginnerspodcast8231 at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash Sports for Beginners Podcast 87. And to learn more about upcoming episodes and when they drop, please visit https colon slash slash Sports for Beginners number zero dot WordPress dot com. Once again, that is https colon slash slash Sports for Beginners number zero dot WordPress dot com. Catch you later, fans. It is the Raptors game recap. I am your host, Thomas Regger. And just a few interesting reminders coming up. We just got word from the Blue Jays that promotions are in so if you want to be part of the promotions part of our count part of the calendar you know what to do blue jays fans head on over to bluejays.com slash tickets for your chance at some promotions that the blue jays may be offering that's bluejays.com slash tickets for your chance at any potential giveaways on the Blue Jays schedule this season. Bluejays.com slash tickets for any of 
the promotional giveaways. But remember to get them in, because once they're gone, they're gone. Back to the matter of hand. The Raptors take care of the Pelicans. 115 to 110 on Thursday night. It is Raptors game recap. We have just done our game summary. We did our game balls. And then we have one more piece of we have one more piece on the show coming up, including our look at head. But first, Scott, let's see. Are there any post-game reactions from the players and coaches of both the Pelicans and the Raptors. And can you, if I let you share the screen, can you, using your studio devices, put the put the audio on for us, see if we have any? Most, most definitely. We're going to start by looking at Toronto. Again, the Raptors victorious over the Pelicans by a final score, as Thomas noted, of Raptors 115. Pelicans 10. Let me actually just make sure I have that all correct. Let me make make you sure. Excuse me. It was 115, 110 Raptors. So I had the Raptors score, but I went a little low as if it was a blowout. It was not a blowout. The Raptors would win by five. And Thomas, we do have post game for the Toronto Raptors. It is a 26 minutes and 46 seconds video. So why not? So why don't we start there? Let's do it. Who do we've got? I'm about to bring it to you. As we get ready to bring them on. To find out where the Raptors post game stuff is, unless you can't find it, you can always go to YouTube, the Raptors YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Toronto Raptors. And just before we get going, 
I'm going to make sure that we have an open for the New Orleans Pelicans because I'm going to be looking for those ones on YouTube as well, should we be able to get them. But for the Raptors and leading us off, we're going to hear from Yakaporto, Scotty Barnes. We've got Chris Boucher, and then we've got Jeff Downton Jr. And of course, Nick Nurse. We're going to hear to kick off this part of the show for the Raptors from Barnes and Yaka Portal. So, ladies and gentlemen, leading us off, please welcome the draft pick of the Toronto Raptors that has since returned. Ladies and gentlemen, Yaka Portal. I explained what the last couple of weeks have been like for um, a team that's not really playing here, and now you're central to a team that has good promise. So what's, it, what's it feel like? Well, it's been weird. Uh, just overall, like, um, it's it's like a weird experience um, getting traded and, like, not really having time to get your life situated because you're just starting with basketball right away. Um, but and from a basketball point of view, it's been great. Um, yeah, first... First game was like a little bit like getting thrown in the deep end, but then like every game, I feel like I'm, I'm just getting more and more comfortable with every practice. Like, so yeah, it's it's actually been a lot of fun playing. What's the responsibility you have now on a team that is really playing for something bigger? Sure, I mean that's that's what you play basketball for at the end of the day because you want to win and you don't want you don't just want to win like a basketball game. You want to win to get to the playoffs, to get to the finals, to win championships, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what makes it fun at the end of the day. It was saying yesterday, what was going on play, but you thought it was so different from what you were doing in San Antonio that I was taking time. What have been, like, the biggest things you've picked up as games have gone on? Um, defensively or in general? Uh... I mean, it's just the, the aggression in general that's, that's uh, a major difference. Sometimes you're almost putting yourself out of position, but um, you're, you're pressuring the ball handler and you're trusting your teammates that they're going to have your back um, behind you, uh, like coming for a trap, coming in for a steal, something, stuff like that. So it's a little bit counterintuitive when you're used to playing a little bit more passive where you kind of have to protect yourself. And now, like, I'm being aggressive. I'm, I'm putting myself out there in... in almost like bad defensive positions because you you trust yourself that if you if you speed your man up that somebody else is there to pick up the slack and on the end if, if one of my teammates does that and I'm there to pick up the slack for them and like um that I'm able to make a play on that. So that's that's like the biggest mental um adjustment, I guess. Like the more wraps, the more it gets closer to second nature. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Like, you can practice it. You can, like, I can think about it as much as I want. Like, it'll, it'll, over time, it comes second nature. I think it was same for the game. This is one of those matchups where he's especially happy to have you here. Uh, I'm sure you and JV had some pretty intense battles of practice uh, early in your career. What did he mean to you over those first couple weeks? Uh, JV, is, uh, he was great. Um, very... I don't know, like very intense guy on on and off the court. So like, uh, he, it really taught me something coming out of college. Like, um, I don't know, like I, <laughs> the life in the NBA is not sweet. I guess like, uh, 
Um, he's a really physical guy, and obviously he, he probably still is, and, and definitely was back then more physical than me. So that definitely gave me um, somebody to like practice with, like knowing knowing what it's like to play a center in the NBA. That's something you try to impart on young guys. Not that life's not necessarily sweet, but that like things are taught in the NBA, and that you gotta work and be physical and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like I feel like that's that stuff you just you learn that um, more or less throughout your first couple of games in the NBA, maybe even uh, sooner in training camp, stuff like that. Like you just just a matter of how fast you you're able to adjust to that. Um, and and some some people never do. Like it's it's not easy, obviously. Like that's why um, it's it's tough to get to the NBA, but it's even tougher staying in the NBA. How do you describe the Raptors' culture before you left when Kyle was obviously the leader? And now, what kind of Fred and Pascal are, are kind of more in charge? It's difficult. Um, I don't think it's changed that much. Maybe that's just for, like from my perspective because there's still so many familiar faces. Um, and I think Fred and and Al actually have a pretty similar leadership style. So from that point of view, like it's um, it, it feels similar. Um, yeah, tough, tough to say. Yeah, how did uh, Bell or Brady help you get used to being back in Toronto, both with the team and in your personal life? Um, to be honest, I used the the also break mainly for me to like get like a mental reset, and also like um, physically to just um, get some rest. Like NBA, like it's a long season, and and we've all been playing for for a long time. So for me, it was it was more an, an opportunity to get away a little bit. Um, and then as soon as we got back practice here, like I got back into the mindset, I was back on trying to pick up the the new flow of of this team. You represent a really big guy on the roster for members having been playing for some time. Have any of your teammates vocalized quite often? Like nice to have you back. Like down with big fellow back at the anything like that. Uh, I feel like I get that stuff more on, on social media and maybe in the media in the locker room. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd hope some of these guys are happy that I'm back, but. You're gonna to have to ask them. This team is really a concerted effort to have a lot of extra practices. Uh, because as like I was saying earlier in the season, there was some lack of maybe focus or professionalism. Since you've got here, just how different at this point of the season is kind of the practice like the practices and just kind of the work that you guys are putting in right now. Um, yeah, that's different for sure, at least from from my experiences um so far. Yeah, we've had like as, as, ever since I'm back, we've had full practices more or less every every off day. So there there really hasn't been uh, a true off day yet. Um, maybe for for some of these guys like like Freddie and Pascal, but um, yeah, we've just been working. Um, and and I think it's like obviously it's exhausting, but I, I think especially for me early on, like this uh, just to like get reps, learn all this stuff. Um, so yeah, I actually see it as a positive, at least okay. for now. All right, we're going to give you a Scotty Barnes coming up. But for you, as we look for New Orleans Pelican game, because we also have a lot of those, we have a lot of those, we have a lot of the new, we have a lot of Raptors to hear from. We are going to give you head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. Here is Willie Green.
head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans following the loss to Toronto. Willie, you have the floor. Coach, quite a difference between the first three quarters and the fourth. I don't think you find a rhythm in that final period, but not enough to dig out of the hole created. What's the big difference between the first three? Uh, I thought they did a good job of um, making things tough on us, forcing us into some, um, you know, some tough stuff. And I thought we easy, some easy shots, quite frankly. But um, once we got stops, we rebounded the ball, and we started to play downhill with force. The game changed for us. And um, we have to play like that, not just the last couple quarters, but try to put that together for 48 minutes. And um, we didn't do that. Is that a product of something they were doing to the break, the, the time off, a combination? Uh, I think it's a little rust out of break, which is to be expected. But, you know, you're playing against a good team on their home floor. You need to know that they're going to come out and, and do a good job of protecting home court, which they did. We got to rebound the ball better. Um, in the game, Porto had, you know, three, four offensive rebounds that, that really changed it for us. Find anything? You have anything with Josh Richardson in that starting lineup? Your evaluation? We're hopeful. Uh, we're we're going to continue to see where we are, but like what he brought to the table. They only turned it over twelve times. We just see that they were the ill-timed turnovers where they were empty possessions. They were able to run out. But did you think that you were handling the ball a little bit better than you expected? Yeah, we did. Uh, the turnovers is not what kills. You look at the stats. We both had 21 points off each other's turnover. We kind of that was a wash. It was really um, the 22 second chance points. That's the difference in the game. And they had 62 points in the paint. It's just too much uh, to overcome. We have to be better in those areas, and we will. Talked about getting more three shots up. We were pretty efficient tonight. Is that? Where you want to be, or did you even see four three? And Brandon took seven and seven. No, 30 is okay. We need to be a, a higher than that. We need to give ourselves a chance to make a few more threes. I thought the guys did a great job of looking for each other, getting in the paint and kicking out, and we made open shots, but more so in the second half. We got some games with that same type of force. Did your team come out with the energy and, and the hustle that you thought they would come out of the break? Because it looked like that was there to Yeah, we competed. Uh, no doubt about it. We competed. Um, off. God yeah. played hard. They played together. So that's there. Uh, there are some things that we got to go back, look at the film and clean up, especially with the rebounding has been an issue for us. Your point about the rebounding, how much of a difference maker was Pertle on the other side and getting those the offensive rebounds for Toronto? He was huge. Um, down the stretch of the game, when we went and helped and contested shots, he was right there under the basket, and he he kind of cleaned up everything as far as offensive rebounds for those guys. Got put backs, got to the foul line, and now we're playing against a set defense. So, you know, to me, that that's the difference in the, in, in the last stretch of the game. Yeah, the couple uh, is very hard to defend. How how have you tried to defend Siakam? Um, along the, along the game. Well, we, we're throwing different looks at him, especially in the post. Uh, but it, he does a great job of getting the ball in the middle of the floor. And, um, you know, he just uses his force and his strength to create shots for himself or his teammates. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That's it.
That's Willie Green, head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. And that is actually all that we have for the Pelicans from this game. So let's move on back over and send you over to Scotty. So Scotty Barnes, my friend, as we continue to hear for this segment, as we continue to hear from players and now coaches, we've from New Orleans, we're going to get to Nick Nerd in a moment. But let's continue hearing from the Raptors players. Up next, Scotty B, Scotty Barnes. Scotty, the floor is yours. What impact is it have the actors down the stretch? They're getting those offensive rebounds when some of the shots weren't falling and really kind of seemed to keep the Pelicans uh, at base or, you know. Definitely big for us tonight, for sure. Um, just being able to have that down there, getting those offensive rebounds, putting it back up. Um, it just shows it on both ends with this rim protection. And then on the other end, being presence in the paint, uh, being able to get those rebounds put in late in the game it was big for us. I mean, you were playing point a lot tonight. There's a couple of players the ball, you put the ball, and you could kind of outlet to him in the middle of the floor. And you could just kind of get a deactive in the middle of the floor and just sort of calm things down a little bit. That's kind of helps too. Yeah, he's a smart player. Uh, I trust him when he's out there on the floor. Uh, so I can just throw it to him if he deep seals to be able to put it up, or even if he gets an elbow catch, or even at the top of the key, uh, be able to go right into the next action. Uh, he's a smart basketball player. Um, so that's why we can just trust him in those positions uh, to be able to play mate from the top or the elbow or wherever he is on the floor. Scotty, you won five of six headed into the all-star break. How important? It appears we might have lost our host from behind the glass. So we're going to take a little bit of a break from the post-game reaction hearings. Oh, we're back. What happened there? We were losing you there. He has technical difficulties. As mentioned, here is Scotty Barnes. We apologize for the inconvenience. Thomas, of course, is your host of Raptors Post Recap. I am the man behind the benches or behind the glass, your director for this one. You can find me as the host of Sports for Beginners' Penguin Show, Penguins Post Game. And with that, let's bring you Scotty. Scotty, uh, impact the down the stretch. They're getting those offensive rebounds when some of the shots weren't falling and really kind of seemed to keep the Pelicans uh, at bay. That was really big for us tonight, for sure. Um, just being able to have that presence down there, getting those offensive rebounds, putting it back up. Um, he just shows it on both ends with his rim protection. And on the other end, being that big presence in the paint, 
uh, weren't missing, being able to get those rebounds with them late in the game it was big for us. I mean, you were playing point a lot tonight. There's a couple of plays where they would attack the ball, you put the ball, and you could just go left to him in the middle of the floor. And you could just kind of get a DI in the floor. It's just sort of yeah, he's a smart player. Uh, I trust him when he's out there on the floor. Uh, so I can just throw it to him if he deep seals to be able to put it up, or even if he, it's an elbow catch, or even at the top of the key, uh, be able to go right into the next action. Uh, he's a smart basketball player. Um, so that's why we can just trust him in those positions uh, to be able to play make from the top or the elbow or wherever he is on the floor. Thanks. Scotty, you won five of six heading into the All-Star break. How important was it to continue that mentality? Uh, we need these wins uh, in order to try to make this deep playoff push. So every game is very important to us. Uh, so we just uh, keep trying to win and play hard every time we step on the floor. Over the last two months, I've always had lots of this at the NBA level, but your assistance from over Asia has been like three to one, which is really, really great. You came into the league as a really great playmaker, but what have you learned in your year and a half about playmaking against the level defender, creating for NBA level I think in the NBA, it's easier to get assists. To be honest, uh, in college, if they take like a dribble or two, uh, you don't you don't really get an assist in college. Uh, and then people at this level, they make they make tough shots, contested shots. Uh, so it's I feel like it's easier to be able to get assists in the NBA. Uh, being able to attack, uh, so much space on the floor. If someone helps, you can just make easy kickout easy. Or uh, if someone helps, like the big man helps, it's easy to give give it to a roll. Or like I used to do, uh, get it to the top of the key and dribble handoffs to a really good screen. Gary come off and he shoots that assist. Uh, so I was easier. And as far as being able to look at the turnovers, that's such a over I don't think I really try to force anything. I just try to make the right basketball play. Uh, so it works out. Uh, maybe a month ago, Nick talked about sometimes with the team when you guys were struggling, a lack of effort, a lack of professional time. Do you think those things have improved over the last month or so as you guys are really playing better? And if so, why? Uh, for sure. I feel we all felt like really stepping up the standards. Really trying to guard the ball, defending the ball, uh, like we did last year, and we went over that, and we all had a a meeting that we just really wanted to just get back to it. Uh, so we just go, we started playing harder, guarding the ball better, uh, closing out the shooters, um, not allowing them to get so many easy looks. So I feel like we just came together and picked up our slack. You guys have also been practicing a ton over the last month, and just kind of really focusing on the work that's been the message. Has that helped you personally, those extra practices and that extra the film sessions and all that stuff? Because you're also kind of playing the best basketball right now. So do you think those things are correlated at all? Uh, it helps for sure. Watching extra film, uh, having that attention to detail and practice. Uh, but I feel like it's one thing that we all just try to stay in the gym, keep trying to get extra work and no matter if it's within practice, uh, on our own times, we just still always try to get extra work in. Yesterday about getting you more guys should shoot three-point opportunities. When the ball swung to you and you catch it on the perimeter, what are you thinking about either taking that shot or drive, taking that shot? What do you think about? 
Just depends on how I feel, uh, really. If I want to shoot it, I'll shoot it. Uh, if I want to drive it, I'll drive it. Just depends on really how I feel. If I really want to take the shot, uh, I don't. It just depends on how I feel. In terms of like being in a rhythm from previous possessions, or what do you mean by that? I'm just for the game, momentum. Uh, I'm open. I really need to shoot. And my teammates keep encouraging me to shoot. I'll shoot it. But sometimes I just want to get to the rim and be able to attack. Uh, if I sit wide open lane and to be able to attack, I want to catch it and go and try to make a play from there. How have you noticed? Like I said, he's a smart player. He knows how to make the right play and make the right decisions. Uh, he says amazing screens. So I throw on the floor, and no matter. Where it's on the floor, he's going to try to get that defender off of you. Uh, like I say, he's just a smart player. You can play through him at anywhere, the other key, the elbow, the block. Uh, he just wanted to make the right, the right place. Did you make a Chris Boucher sequence when he had that double the block? Chris Boucher, that was crazy. He almost took off from the front line. Uh, he always gives it hard effort on defensive end, uh, rebounding, trying to get block shots. Uh, he always comes up big in those categories for us. What's it having to OG and uh, Gary back in the lineup? Uh, it's amazing. Uh, having OG's defensive presence, uh, he's still he's still trying to – I feel like he's still getting back in his rhythms. Uh, of course, he's going to have some fatigue. Uh, haven't played in a while, but I'm sure he'll get it back soon. Uh, but he still helps us so much out there on offense and on defensive end. Um, so we love OG. We his presence is undeniable on the floor. And Gary, he's a top maker. That big shot down the stretch. Uh, we need we need him for sure. Uh, he brings that intensity on defense, trying to ball pressure. And then our offensive end, we see what he does. Any thoughts on the atmosphere for for the Heritage tonight? Huh? Any thoughts on the atmosphere tonight for Heritage? Yeah, I messed with the vibe. You know, get a little bubble in for the game. Uh, Felt good. It, it was. I like hearing that. Um, it's a good atmosphere. Chris Boucher, Jeff Downton Jr., and Nick Nurse coming up. But Thomas, I'm gonna throw it back over to you. Do you have anything that you say? Again, we apologize for the. We apologize for the technical difficulties as we were hearing from Scotty Barnes. Throw it back over to our host, Thomas McGregor. Uh, oh, I just want to get things. I just want to get some thoughts out of the way here, guys. We heard from the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, and obviously he's not too happy about the loss. I mean, that was made very clear. But he didn't want to give us the who I am ter who I am not happy about kind of motion. No, he gave he gave it to you simple straight. He's not happy about the game, but he's not gonna let it dwell on him. There's a bunch of other games to play. Playoffs are around the corner. 
and you have to realize that hey we just started to continue the season it's not like here it is had the all-star break and then move over to the summer no it's not that way you have to find ways to win the game if you found ways to win the game but then you get outplayed it's uh gonna bite you gonna bite you but yeah there's that's all i really have to talk about there um we talked about how the performance went and i just want to personally talk about uh Scotty Barnes, his performance, because I thought he played a really good game, but there isn't really much to really talk about. I mean, he did play 41 minutes, and there are some pieces to improve, but I think he knows that, so I'm not going to rat him out and say you guys won because of um, Pascal and Jacob Pilate. You guys didn't win because of him. You guys won because of teamwork. You didn't let it dwell on you. You focused on winning a game. But yeah, shout out to that coach of the New Orleans Pelicans for make for making us realize that hey, just a game in the end. You you can't let it dwell on you. You got to give yourself some reasons. All right. Let's wrap up the Raptors part of our post game. And then as we continue to roll into our last piece of the show, our look ahead, that's coming up next. We are going to, myself and the director are going to give you what's coming up on the Sports for Beginners podcast. And I do have some news regarding the Jays as they get ready to drop the first pitch. As I would say, drop the puck in on the ASMI and the benches, but we're on Sports for Beginners. They get ready to throw the first pitch of spring training baseball tomorrow afternoon. So, Scott, quickly, let's hear from the rest of the Raptors. All right, everybody. Here comes Chris Boucher. Down, Jeff Downton Jr. If we get to it, unless it, we have to take a break, if we get to it in time, Nick Nurse, your head coach of the Raptors. Boucher, Downton Jr., and Nurse, you have the floor. 
first game uh, back from all our break. How did it feel out there? I think it felt good. Got a little bit of rest now. Yeah, I think we uh, just executed the play. Good defense. I'll make it hard. And then they hit tough shots. So we thought it was another thing. Was there anything that you were kind of focused on in the in the break in particular? Did you rest? Did you get some work in? Yeah, I stayed here and got some work in. So I just got to get better, try to make the, the right reads, but also just keep in rhythm because I feel like I'm a good rhythm. So. And, and of course, that dunk you had in the game. Um, what was going through your mind? What was that? Every time I take the transition now, is one thing I'm trying to do. Obviously, I want to make the right plays and all, but give me the chance to get there. I'll be definitely trying to. Yeah. Uh, how's it feel to like kind of make those energy plays, and what does it do for the team in terms of just like having that spark for the rest of the game? Mm, keeping the energy high. I think we were, you know, we were already playing a lot of this game also. I'm um, just trying to do the same thing coming off the bench and uh, be a present. Whatever I got to do, we done whatever. Um, you know, just trying to, it makes my job a lot easier when I do it uh, every day, every day. And then, also, of course, like playing off of Miyako, um, you know, with his presence below, you know, kind of, you have to maybe make some adjustments in, the, in terms of playing your game. Do you feel um, his presence down there, or like, how does it feel playing when it comes up? Yeah, I mean, a lot of space and all that, so that needs to be out. got to close out there, and sometimes just like, like, bang up fence. Just the focus on work 
Yeah, you know, um, I would say, hey, you know, we work out like time 24 7. You know, we're always in the gym, um, you know, just working on different things, trying to get our skill level up. And I uh, you know it just translates onto the court. You know, you can see, like, you know, getting a lot of open shots, you know, being aggressive on the offensive And uh, you know, everybody's just constantly, you know, just staying in the gym, you know, working, um, you know, grabbing your shooting push or whatever, just getting constant reps 24 7. So, um, you know, I love being on guys, just love to work no matter what. How is, is that kind of how you would describe the culture here in terms of just like a culture? And how does that take you and your, your personality? Yeah, you know, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm a workaholic. You know, I'm going to be in the gym 24-7 constantly, you know, getting working, getting extra and doing things like that. And it's great, you know, being around the guys, you know, the same way as me, but, uh, you know, more competitive just in the fact that, you know, there's guys in the gym, you know, and want to get in the gym too, just keep continuing to get that extra work. So a lot of us pretty much are all in the same. Just We just want to work. We want to get better. How did you find the atmosphere in for I loved it. I loved it. You know, great fans. One of the greatest fan bases in the world. Um, they came out, gave us a lot of energy. We was able to feed off that. You want to see for 48 minutes. It was very effective, I thought, most of the night. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it was tough. It was uh, really grim challenges. The only uh, issue was we, I thought we gave up a few too many threes in transition. Seems seems to be, you know, again, something we've had to deal with a little bit. It's something we're working on. It's, it's um, needs to get a little better, but I, I was pretty happy with the ball pressure, the, you know, just again, I thought we were big at at the rim. You know, we we made them take tough shots, um, and we protected the rim on a number of occasions when it looked like the play was in trouble, right? And we saved them, and we were able to get out the other way. But I thought the the concentration, the effort, and the intention of of what we're trying to do was 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 good, was solid. Yes. There's some concerns with Yaka's free throw shooting, but. And he's ability to play down the stretch of both games. But you got the offense to rebound and made a free throw. Another offense to rebound. The more he does that, the more you can trust him in those two. Yeah, I'm going to take over here, Nick Nurse. We're going to finish you off uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, after we get ready to take into the look ahead, that's coming up next. This is Raptors game recap on the sports. For beginners podcast we'll take a break and we'll come back to put a bow on this here the last of nick nurse get to the look ahead and put a bow on the show with what's coming up on the sports and the one thing I will mention, yeah and the one thing i will mention is that after a hard day's work sometimes you just want to relax and watch some television but the show you want to watch isn't on tv anymore well now you can relive your favorite television episodes again and again such as the dukes of hazard in fact if you act now you can get the complete first season of Bo and luke duke adventures as they fight the system of hazard county so act now because this deal won't last long and once they're gone they're gone welcome back into the Raptors post game show. We apologize for the minor inconvenience. It is now time to hear the remaining from Nick Nurse, the Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors. And with 
our director back in. We will now get ready to close out the show for Raptors game recap. Starting with the New Orleans Pelicans and the Toronto Raptors look ahead. Then Scott and I have got some great content to bring you on the Sports for Beginners podcast, including when our next post game recap or game recap, which is in place of the post recap for the Toronto Raptors, will be happening. So, Scott, you did have stuff to say before we get to. Nick Nurse. But before we get to Nick Nurse, what was it you had to say to the audience as we were as we were taking ourselves to break? All right. Well, before we get right back to Nick Nurse, I do want to let you guys know that the episode airing on our podcast before this episode goes live and you probably already are listening to it, if it has gone live, it hasn't gone live as of yet, but if you are listening to the podcast that I am speaking about, you'll get my full recap of McDavid versus Crosby right before we we sent you, courtesy of the Let's Go Raptors chant, to Raptors game recap. I called it Raptors post recap, but it's called Raptors game recap. That is what we are doing here. And that comes your way on our podcast feed right after the Penguins post game show for the Oilers and the Penguins. We will have two post game shows, but one pregame show for the Penguins hockey coming up tomorrow. We'll have a post-game show coming up tomorrow following Blues and Penguins. Stay tuned for updates on that. When that will happen, so stay tuned to my Instagram or if I put it out on the website, stay tuned to an update as to when that will be available on your favorite podcatcher. The show will be recorded following the game and follow the first ever Toronto Blue Jays game recap. We're calling it a post-game show, but I'm calling the show a game recap. Spring training edition. Immediately following the next one that is going to be on Sunday, for the Jays, we will have a pregame show for the Tampa Bay Lightning game. And then we will wrap it up after 6 p.m. We'll wrap up Penguins hockey before we get you set up for Nashville versus Pittsburgh in Nashville with the postgame show. So a reminder. Post-game show tomorrow after the Blues game. Pre-game show before the Lightning and the Penguins drop the puck. And post-game show right after the game. 
as we get you ready for Nashville versus Pittsburgh. With that, let's send you now over for the remainder of Nick Nurse. Nick, the floor is yours. We're good. We're solid. Yes, we're so concerned with Yaka's free throw shooting, but and he's going to play down the second post game. We got the offensive rebound and made a free throw. Another offensive rebound. The more he does that, the more you can trust him in those situations. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, it's all fair comments, but I think he was humongous at at getting us extra possessions. He was he was you know protecting the rim down there. Um, he won a jump ball for us. We 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 struggled on those this year too. So he's he you know he did uh, so many good things. I didn't even look at his numbers. I know he had a ton of rebounds at one point, but um, yeah, eighteen. That's a good number. Yeah. Offensive boards in the fourth quarter in the last Huge. three minutes. Like yeah, and that and that was like encounter. You know, they they brought Nance in because they wanted to blitz Pascal with the speed and athleticism, and and Yach made them pay for that, right? Which you know that's what you need to do when when they're making a counter move. Your counter move is you stay big and you got to make them pay down there, and he did. Uh, were you hoping to see from Jack tonight that that sort of guard off the bench role? Yeah, listen, I just think that he's um, really solid, and he's been really solid for us all year. Um, really competes defensively. Got a little bit of burst to the rim in the pick and roll. Um, and I thought he was excellent tonight. In fact, his first stretch was, you know, it was extra long because he was playing so well, right? I mean, I, don't, I think it pushed up close to 12 minutes, maybe yeah, 11, 12 minutes. So that's... That's pretty good for a guy who hasn't played all that much for us. So he's he's solid. He gives us another ball handler, another organizer. And I just I think where he really helps us though is on the defensive end. He makes plays down there. We've thought for the past maybe month or so about kind of upping the workmanlike attitude practice attention to detail professionalism. What do you make of kind of the trajectory of the team in that regard? Are you seeing benefits from that? A little bit like I said to you guys yesterday and maybe before the game today is, you know, adding another player and getting a couple guys back from injury should enable us to play this much more intensity throughout the course of the game. And I think that was the case tonight. There was a lot of subbing moving around in the first half, much, much lower minutes for the guys. You know, I, I mean, I know it's only three or four here or there, but that's that makes a big difference to 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 play 16 or 15 instead of 19 or 20 in the first half. It enables us to to again go out and, and increase our work rate at the defensive end, and that's what we want to do. We want it. We want to we want to make things difficult. We want to disrupt rhythm, um, and you need energy to do that. So that's what I make of it. Guys, like the attention and detail, and kind of like blocking out the noise. Maybe do you think those Increased practices and, and just again that attention to more more work has kind of helped in that regard as well. Well, I think that listen when there when there was when there's issues, you got to try to plug the hole, right? If it's transition, if it's defensive rebounding, if it's guarding the ball, if it's rim protection. I mean, like like there's there's been some issues, you know, and there's there's going to be you know I just mentioned one like. Tomorrow we're going to be working on some sort of defensive drill where we're matching up in transition, you know, that we got to communicate a little bit better. And it, and it seems, and again, we've done a lot of studying on some of this stuff too, and we got to get, there's certain guys that are getting 
getting you know that need to need to be more verbal and need to need to sprint harder or whatever it is to get better at that so we'll continue to do that because i think if if you look at the half court defensive sets are most pretty good we made a few mistakes but nothing like we were making three months ago like you know like there's there's a few mistakes and coverages and schemes but but nothing like nothing i mean real out as far as executing the schemes tonight sequence at the end of the, or the big dunk and yeah. the cool three. Yeah. What is a, a sequence like that or, or yeah. a stretch? I mean, that's 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 Chris, right? I mean, he's just he's gonna he's gonna make some spectacular plays. He's gonna do them at both ends. He makes he makes something happen. Right? Isn't always good, but tonight there was a sequence there where they were great. Right? So he makes things happen and plays with tremendous energy, and that, that is, you know, what we what we need from him off the bench. Or you off from a no, he always dunks those. I've seen I've seen that many times in practice. Talked about filling me. Yeah, pretty big shoes to fill tonight with a friend. Yep. How how much time do you have for that? Like how? Uh, I mean, I had a pretty good idea that that he wasn't gonna be here maybe around four or five o'clock. Um, and I and I just again like, um, we you know we went through the the pregame. Uh, walk through without him, obviously, and uh, you know he if he showed up for whatever reason, we'd have plugged him right in there. But but um, I mean it, it gets a little tricky. I mean you know Scotty moves to the one, and you try to figure out who the ball handlers are, and you you know bring Jeff in who hasn't played much for us. You know, but but those were all things we we thought about going into it in case we didn't have. Well, I think I think Savannah, it's just been getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, right? I just I just it, it's it's been making progress to getting there. Um the question is why weren't we playing better three months ago, probably, right? But again, lots of pieces moving, lots of lots of things. Uh, going on just whatever and probably put some of that stuff behind us we put the trade deadline behind us we put all-star behind us we've done a heck of a lot of work um and we've added a, a good rim protector too so there's a lot of little things there and i think you know i've said this probably four times at least since i've been back is we got to get this team to play this kind of defense right this this is who we are who we can be and and if we do that, then we're going to, again, I think, I think the offense um, had some moments early and late where we didn't, where we didn't make the right plays, but there was about 40 minutes in between there where we did. And anytime Pascal got doubled, he got right off it and we found the open, and the offense was, was going pretty good. And I don't think we're in great rhythm, right? Again, we got a couple guys that, that are sitting out there that can shoot, that have some rust or injury things are still coming back from that that battle that'll even improve but i think we were making the right plays on So with that being Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors, it is now time for us to bring out the games for the Raptors and the 
Pelicans on our game recap for the Raptors re- recap. Just a reminder to our audience that um, this is Raptors recap, and we're airing this 24 hours after the game between the Raptors and the Pelicans. So if I could just kind of get Scott to share the screen, we'll get the Toronto Raptors uh, look ahead out of the way, and then we'll do the New Orleans Pelicans on the other side when we start to wrap up the show with our 60-second break. And, of course, as mentioned, the Blue Jays are back in action this coming week as spring training is on the air. So let's just get back into our basketball action. Here's the game coming up for the Raptors and the Pelicans on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Be sure to, if you have any feedback of any kind, send us an email at Sports for Beginners podcast 8231 at gmail.com. Got a question or some idea to help improve the podcast? Make sure you send us a voice message to anchor.fm slash Scott McGregor Sports. And we'd love to hear from you guys. If you'd like us to use your voice message on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you what you'd like to what you'd like to use as feedback is always welcome. And with that being said, we will make sure that we get the Tron Raptors and the New Orleans Pelicans look ahead underway. So as mentioned, there is a 12 p.m. tip-off between the Detroit Pistons and the Toronto Raptors that starts us off, which is tomorrow at 12 p.m. That is Detroit versus the Toronto Raptors at 12 p.m. Tomorrow to bring us into the beginning of our show. We are doing this 24 hours after the game has finished. Game recap. Moving on from Detroit, as Detroit comes to Toronto tomorrow, as they may very well be already in Toronto right now. They take, the Raptors will take on the Orlando Magic. Oh, no, excuse me. The Detroit Pistons welcome the Raptors in to Detroit 
for a 12 p.m. tip-off. And then it's the Cleveland Cavaliers allow, allowing access to the Toronto Raptors into Cleveland for a 6 p.m. Sunday night matchup at 6 p.m. It is the Chicago Bulls coming to Toronto next at 7.30 p.m. So now it is on to the, excuse me for one minute. That is the Chicago Bulls taking flight into Toronto for a 7.30 p.m. tip-off in Scotiabank Arena. Toronto, Ontario. We're recording from Mississauga, Ontario. It's Raptors game recap. We move from February to March. And as mentioned in previous Raptors recapped, the Washington Wizards played two nights of action with the Toronto Raptors in Washington, D.C. And it starts with 7 p.m. and 5 p.m. games both on Thursday and Saturday against the same team, the Washington Wizards and the Toronto Raptors. The Denver Nuggets come to town in Denver first for a 9 p.m. Monday night action of basketball in Denver. Then they come to Toronto for a 7.30 p.m. Tuesday night action within March break, I do believe, because we're heading into March. But not before the Raptors, after they've made a visit into Denver, make a visit into L.A., for two matchups between the Los Angeles Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, and Kali Leonard, and then the Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome the Raptors for a 10.30 p.m matchup in LA on Friday, a 10 p.m. tip-off on Wednesday 
against Kalai Leonard and the Los Angeles Clippers. And a 10.30 start on Friday between the Los Angeles Clip, the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James at 10.30. Before the Denver Nuggets meet us in Toronto, the Raptors. at 7.30 on Tuesday. We welcome the Oklahoma City Thunder on Thursday after a night off on Wednesday. To play 7.30 p.m. action against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Then it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wolves. Wolves. Then it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. at 7 p.m. on Saturday. To close out the look ahead for the Toronto Raptors before we hit our 60 second break and I come back to wrap up the show with our sign off as I thank Scott for being our Man behind the glass, in the words of hockey, we are we are doing the look ahead right now as we speak. And to wrap us up here on the Raptors, there is an 8 p.m. tip-off against the Milwaukee Bucks. And Giannis Antetokounmpo Then the Indiana Pacers come to Toronto on Wednesday. The 22nd of March. For a 7.30 tip-off in Toronto. And later, the Detroit Pistons on Friday take on your Toronto Raptors in Toronto, Ontario. at 7.30. Scott, as we continue to wrap up this show, because you're our man behind the glass, as we say in hockey, just tell us briefly, 
before we take our 60 second break and I and I finish off the show. What is the schedule like for our New Orleans Pelicans minus their game tomorrow? All right. All right. Well, give me one moment. Let me pull that up for you. I'm not going to be sharing my screen, but I'll read it off of where I'm getting the information from. As I mentioned, 7, 7.30 for the game tomorrow is the tip-off between the Knicks and the Pelicans. Who currently sit southwest in the south in the wet in the southwest division of the Western Conference at 30 and 30, and are third in the Southwest Division. They will be at home on February 27th to take on the to take on the magic. And then March the 1st. They will battle the Trailblazers in Portland. The Warriors will battle the will battle the Pelicans in Golden State on March 3rd. And on March 6th, the Sacramento Kings take on the Pelicans. The timing, according to where I have it right now, is to be determined, but 7:30 was exactly when we were going to see, according to one of the other sources I had, that was exactly when we were going to see, when we were going to see the New York, the New York Knicks and our friend RJ Barrett, a friend of our high school, take on the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm not going to get into how Thomas and I know RJ, but his team, the New York Knicks, battle the Pelicans tomorrow at 7.30, as per one of my sources that I gave, that you may have heard a little early in the show. As for podcasts, The schedule, well, we didn't have a show that we are going to do next week. The show that we were supposed to do this week was about previewing Pirates, Blue Jays. We would also given you a preview of we would have also given you a preview of McDavid versus Crosby. And we would have also prepared you for Wild and Maple Leafs, which is happening tonight. But next week on Friday, we are going to be giving you a show trade deadline edition 
an NHL trade deadline edition of our podcast is coming up. We are going to talk about a lot of the trades. Happening around the league. Set up a little bit of the sports action at the end of the show. And look around the off-season. Plus, we'll give some expectations for the remainder of spring training. So don't miss it. Make sure that you're subscribed. In terms of hockey content, we've got a couple of post-game, and I mentioned a pre-game show. Coming for you. On the Sports for Beginners podcast, pregame will be before the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Pittsburgh Penguins go to battle at 6 p.m. in the Berg. And we will have postgame for you following St. Louis versus Pittsburgh in St. Louis, which again, the puck drop is at. 3.30 tomorrow. And one last thing. We will have a post-game show following Lightning and Penguins right after the final horn in PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, PA. And with that, I'll send it back over to the host to give a little insight on on the ice and behind the benches and take us out on Raptors post recap. Raptors game recap, more likely. Thomas, over to you. All right, so on the ice of mind, the benches fans. There is no said shows coming up for hockey content. However, there will be a rerun of the Sports for Beginners trade deadline episode, plus a little bit of trade deadline content as well on our show coming on trade deadline day. Maybe it'll be revealed on your podcast platform after the trade deadline has finished, but it will definitely be recorded on trade deadline day. That is March the 3rd. As we make one final stop, well, the NHL makes one final stop on the road to Lord Stanley and the Stanley Cup Finals. The Stanley Cup playoffs, that is. As far as content goes, I recently have a podcast in the works, and I thought I'd combine it with our podcast on the ASMI and the Benches. So week to week, 
if there are no hockey podcasts being given out, I have some break from sports content episodes coming out. And one of them hasn't been scheduled yet, so I can't give you a specific date, is a book, but it is a book review from a book that recently caught my eye, talking about some history. The book is called My Father's Secret, but I will, but I will reveal more about the book on the episode that features the person we're talking with. RJ Barrett, if you're listening to any of the Raptor post-game show, I hope you enjoy our content on the Sports for Beginners podcast. And uh, shout out to you for being a part of the New York Knicks. Hope I hope your NBA career is going well. On the other side of a 60-second break, I will wrap up the show for Raptors game recap, plus give you my final thoughts on how the game went. A reminder that our next Raptors game recap or post recap will be following the conclusion of Pistons versus Raptors on the Sports for Beginners podcast. So that is the conclusion of Pistons Detroit versus Raptors Toronto right after the game on the Sports for Beginners podcast feed. Will we hear from coaches and players from either team? Maybe, maybe not. You will never know until the show happens. A 60-second break. And then it's off to sign off. Here we go. Who is Gerda Felix and Melanie Taniok Mala? Two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone. Woody and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. And that is here. And that is it for us on the Raptors game recap. Thank you to our guy behind the glass got for joining us and thank you the listeners for listening to sports for beginners podcast a great edition of raptors game recap just a few reminders that the next game for the penguins pre-game and post-game will be the one 
after their next game, you can go back in the show to find out when that is. But this has been Toronto Raptors basketball game recap edition on the Sports for Beginners podcast. And I have been your host, Thomas McGregor. If you have any questions regarding any podcast, whether it's on the ice and behind the benches, or just in general, Sports for Beginners, maybe all over the map, we kindly accept your feedback. Feedback is always welcome. Time for us to get ready for Detroit. As the Raptors get ready to face Detroit. And with that being said, I am Thomas McGregor saying it is not goodbye. It is until next time. And until next time, Raptors fans, remember to cheer for your team loud and cheer for them proud. We'll see you on the next Raptors game recap. See you around, Raptors Nation. Thank you for tuning in to Sports for Beginners, the podcast with your host, Scott McGregor, for the post-game show slash pre-game show, which always comes before the post-game show. Now remember, fans, follow us on Facebook at our Facebook page, https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports for beginners podcast. Send a message to anchor.fm slash scott-mcgregor-sports and follow Scott at scottmcgregor3 on Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show. A rating and a review would be nice. But thank you once again for joining us on this podcast for the post-game show. And remember, before the puck drops, before they kick off, before they tip off, before they throw the first pitch, we bring to you the pregame show on Sports for Beginners, the podcast.